going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you doing? I want to welcome all of you that are brand new to the show. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you clicking that play button and checking out the show. Hopefully it will be uh, both entertaining and informative. And if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and your attention. And for those who are new, uh, my format is really simple. At the beginning of the show, I just share kind of what's on my mind, uh, maybe what's happening in my youth group. Like example, this past Wednesday, I made Italian sodas. And if you don't know what Italian sodas are, they are a mixture of uh, some syrup that you can buy at TJ Maxx. They're really fairly inexpensive there. I think like seven bucks a bottle. They're basically those coffee syrups that you can kind of, you know, pump the top or whatever. You got to buy your own pumps though, because they come in bottles with regular tops, but you can buy those uh, and you get a, I think it's a 16 ounce cups and you put a little splat of syrup in the cup and then you put in some crushed ice and then you drop in uh, a little bit of half and half uh, milk there and then uh, you pour in just uh, level it up with uh, some club soda and uh, you know the whipped cream and, and and cherries are optional but I did that for my youth group bought a bunch of that stuff it was a fairly inexpensive night and uh, it had mixed reviews um, so <laughs> there was there was kids saying this tastes like Pepto-Bismol and this tastes like Benadryl and I'm wondering how many of you kids are drinking Pepto-Bismol and, and Benadryl all the time or what is wrong with you kids don't be drinking that stuff on the regular it's just nasty but anyway like I said sometimes you just gotta take risks take some chances do some things try some things and look if they don't like it it's okay it doesn't hurt my feelings I liked it several other kids liked it so you know it's hit or miss sometimes today I want to share with you my thoughts on cell phones and youth group and it is a question that a former student asked me during my live show that I do on my YouTube channel. And I do that every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you want to stop on by, come on by, get yourself a question ready, ask me a question, and hopefully I'll be able to answer it. And if you want to send me a question directly, you can always uh, send it to thedisciplesproject at gmail.com. And hopefully I'll be able to just fit it right in on a Wednesday and, uh, and answer it. So without delay, let me offer you my answer to the age old question, it seems. What do you do about cell phones in youth group? And here's my answer. You bring up the point, Ethan says, honestly, Paul, it seems cell phones never got on your nerves in service while you were talking. Why not? Great observation, Ethan. Why? Well, because I'm not responsible for you in your spiritual journey. If you would rather spend time on your phone than listen to me, then I believe life will prove itself out. So people say, and they, people have done this, you know, and I, and, and I used to get, listen, I'm not, I'm not perfect, Ethan. Yeah. Did sometimes did it make me annoyed at sometimes, right? But I, but by the time you were in my youth group, I had already resolved some things <laughs> early on. If you had a cell phone or whatever, and I would be offended that you're listening to your phone or watching your phone or whatever it is you're doing, it would, it would annoy me. But the issue to me, Ethan, isn't, isn't whether or not you have a cell phone or not. I am the communicator. My role, if I'm a good communicator, is to make you look up from your phone. I want you to, I want you to pay attention, but I know that what I'm teaching and what I'm sharing with you is life-giving. 
And there are some students that cannot engage that way, how to use their cell phones properly. Now, if, if, if cell phones are causing an issue where, and I've gotten onto my students, yes, even in my small youth group of seven or eight, they're Snapchatting and doing things, I look at them and I'll stop. I'll just stop talking. And I'll look at them and go, we done? Because now they know I know. I'm not making a big deal about it, but I am going to look and say, hey, we done? Okay. And then I carry on. I don't make a big deal about it. I just move on. I encourage them to use their cell phones. Take notes. Take pictures. Take pictures of the screen uh, so you can take this scripture with you. You know, take notes and then post it somewhere. We need to do a better job of youth pastors at teaching them how to use their phones even in youth group, there are people straight up going to hell, not because they didn't hear the message because they had a cell phone. They simply just simply rejected what was going on. You know, what, what did we blame? What did we blame inattention on 40 years ago before cell phones? What did we blame? What did we blame? You know, that all oh, the youth group wouldn't pay attention to me. They were teenagers. That's it. There was nothing else. The phone is simply a symptomatic. It's a tool in the hands of a wild, crazy teenager, and they're figuring out ways to use it. We, as youth pastors, can do a better job of teaching them how to use it as a tool instead of a toy. We can teach them how to take notes on your phone. We can teach them how to use it to get the most out of the message. We can teach them to remember scriptures, take pictures of the thing. We could do that. We could also not get upset because they're on it. Because I know, and I will tell you, and I, this is after youth meeting, by the way, individual conversations play a big part in this. If I sense that somebody has say, hey, buddy, love you, man. Think you're awesome. But I notice you spend a lot of time on your cell phone. And I hope you're getting which, what I'm laying down. I'm not saying you're not. I'm not saying you're not hearing me. I'm saying that you are super dialed in to what other people are doing. And my concern is you're missing what God is trying to tell you. That's discipleship. Discipleship isn't me yelling at a group of kids because they have cell phones. Discipleship is me having an honest conversation with a student and saying, hey, you know, you can do what you want. You can, you can have your phone. That's fine. I'm not going to take your phone away. You're, you're not a child. Taking their phone away doesn't teach them to be responsible. It, it, it enforces a rule and a law that you have. But that doesn't mean they're going to listen to you any more than if they had their phone. So I hope I answered your question, Ethan. But that's why I don't get mad when kids have their cell phones. Because they're on their cell phone 24-7. And I'm, once again, I'm not in charge of their life. If they choose to spend that time on that cell phone and not listen to what I'm saying. And I also believe, Ethan, one last thing, is I just think the Holy Spirit's in charge of that. The Holy Spirit has to light their ears on fire, has to light their heart on fire that they say, but that's upon me as a communicator to be able to communicate and allow the Holy Spirit and allow the scriptures to speak and allow the, because I can change the tone of my voice and I'll get kids to look up. If I get real dead serious or I get quiet, kids look up and go, I don't know what's going on, but I'm tired of getting mad about it. I'm not in charge of their life. I'll ask the 10 years from now, They'll come to me and say whatever, and I'll say, hey, you know, they'll say my life's a mess. Now, in my brain, I want to say, well, buddy, had you not been on your cell phone, I'm not going to say that. That's what I, part of my flesh wants to say that, but I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say is, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, buddy, 
Where do you think you missed it in youth group? Where, 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 I'll take blame. Was I not a good communicator? Did I not communicate the gospel to you? Did I not communicate truth to you? Where do you think that, where do you think this broke apart? Then I'll let them be honest if they want to be honest about it. But the cell phone is not what's getting in the way, I don't believe. Mm -mm. There's still hard issues. Still hard issues. It all boils down to the heart and the Holy Spirit that interacts with, with every student at their level. And I, as a communicator, am going to do my dead level best to communicate. I'm going to say something interesting. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, I am going to make a promise. And then I'm going to deliver on that promise. That's what I'm going to do. And then the Lord's going to have to take it and do whatever do whatever the Lord does with it, because that's my role, and to help them. And then I'm going to have hard conversations with those who are struggling with their phones, that I see they're struggling. <clears throat> and it may be getting in the way of their spiritual development. And that's it. That's where I stand on the issue of cell phones, and that is how I will proceed going forward, is because I know that God loves these students, I love these students, and ultimately, it's not the cell phone that's in the way. There's other issues there that need to come forward. And I would throw a couple of other things in here. Some youth pastors get so mad about kids on cell phones because their, their ego is bruised, that somebody's not paying attention to them. And I think we all have to check our ego at the door and not be offended that these students are not listening to us, but rather we should always be working on our communication skills to be able to communicate to students the gospel in an interesting way. Always seeking to improve ourselves versus trying to change others. And I would add one more thing, and that is if you think students aren't listening to you, I believe they are listening. The question is, are they hearing you? Are they hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to them? They can hear what you're saying. They not, may not be looking at you, but I guarantee they are hearing you. They are multitasking, just like you multitask when you're on your phone in church. And that is it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. I hope I brought you a ton of value. And if you so desire, if you would like to leave a few kind words, wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave a review, leave some stars, and I'll be happy to read that review right here on the air. And listen, do not forget, everybody, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.